welcome back to the ROI podcast presented by the Kelly School of Business on the IUPUI campus. Phil, I just want to play this really quick for you. Let me know if you know what this is from. You recognize this? I recognize that. The newest hero of capitalism, Shark Tank. (laughs) That's right. And that theme song is the basis of which we'll be discussing today. The show Shark Tank has sparked that entrepreneurial dream for many of its viewers. There are a lot of people out there who've always dreamed of, you know, being their own boss and becoming an entrepreneur. But why don't they do that, Phil? Why don't they follow through? You know, I think about that same question, Shane. It's a great one. There are many reasons. But first and foremost, I think that many people see it as a really big risk. They have to cross this chasm in their life, both financially and personally. And as Ken Saxton, professor of marketing here at the Kelly School on the IPUI campus says, I do think that there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who just don't know where to start or if they get started, how to pick up the pace. For the last several years, Professor Kim Saxton and her husband, Professor Todd Saxton, who also is here at the Kelly School, have conducted research and they've tried to answer the question about why some entrepreneurs they meet make it and others don't. But first, let me give a little background on Kim. Kim has her PhD from the Kelly School. She's homegrown in marketing and statistics. Before coming to Kelly, she was in the industry where she worked for Eli Lilly and Walker Information, a marketing research firm here in town. Kim has been involved in many projects related to research in entrepreneurship and also in marketing. Sometimes you'd talk to someone for a couple hours and afterwards you would think, I can't help them. And sometimes you would talk to someone for a couple hours and you would say, wow, I can really help this business move forward. And so we started asking ourselves, well, what led to us drawing one conclusion versus the other conclusion? And we started putting together a a theoretical model that said, you know, these factors affect whether others are going to be willing to help an entrepreneur. The results of Kim and Todd's study are absolutely fascinating. For example, Kim says many times entrepreneurs believe money is the answer. A lot of times entrepreneurs think about the money. Where am I going to get the money from? And the money's important, don't get me wrong, but sometimes the make or break thing was the help that you were able to solicit from other people. And in particular, we started looking at how you asked for help and and what parameters sort of affected if you got it. So what Kim is saying here is while money is important, it may not be the biggest factor for success. You're correct. There's more to launching a successful business than money. And the things that we started looking at were passion. So we all hear these great stories. Entrepreneurs are passionate. You've got to be passionate about your business. It's that passion that drives them. They want to fix things. They want to do something different. And does that carry over in the way that they pitch or solicit this help? And the bad news is passion is good, but it's not the most important thing. So there were super passionate people that nobody would help. And then there were some people who weren't so passionate that people did help. Passion is not the end-all, be-all of the process. What we really found is that you have to have a great idea. You have to have an idea that you can sell to others, that they are going to buy into and think is going to be successful. When you have passion, it just lights a fire on it. Like, they really want to help you then. So Kim and Todd started looking at local startups 
who were pitching to potential investors. So we started looking at those pitches. And then those pitches are usually asking for money. Um, so we started measuring, would you invest in them? Would you give them money? And we also started measuring, would you do these other things to help them? Would you help connect them to employees? Would you help connect them to potential customers? Would you help connect them to um, money? Would you be on their advisory board? Those kinds of things. And what they learned after five years of observing this was... So, of course, you're always asking for money, but, you know, sometimes it's not the dollars that you need, it's the connections that you need. And we found that the amount of help that they got, that they could get people to uh, say they wanted to help them, um, made a difference in survival. So according to Kim, it wasn't the money that made the biggest impact on long-term sustainability, but it was help? Yes, because help could be anything from mentorship, a testimonial, the intangibles. But it's those things that left the longest impact. So there is a funny quote from a song that says, you know, if you ask for money, you get help. If you ask for help, you get money. Ask for money and get advice. Ask for advice, get money twice. That really actually plays out. (laughs) If you ask for money, you get help. If you ask for help, you get money. I like that. Exactly. Exactly, Shane. That's it. So in summary, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a dream to start a business, it's more of a journey. And that journey leads you to capital. It leads you to investments that enable you to grow your business. Absolutely. Because nobody invests in just a single person. Anybody that's going to invest is investing in something that has legs has testimonials, has actual experience, has got a team, because it's those, you need that whole network in order to survive the, you know, the 10-year period that it usually takes for a business to really get off the ground. All right, all you entrepreneurs out there, you heard it. Even if you think you can go at it alone and it's this great idea, It still takes a team to get the job done. I think this teaches entrepreneurs to surround themselves with great mentors who've been there and done what they're trying to accomplish. Exactly. Well, that wraps up this episode of the ROI podcast. This podcast was recorded in Indianapolis by Luke Cooley and myself, Shane Simmons. And we'd like to send a special thanks to Kelly School professor Kim Saxton and our associate dean of academic programs, Bill Powell. You can stream or download the ROI podcast through iTunes, Podbean, or our website here at the Kelly School, hub.kelly.iupy.edu. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Now, we'll see you all next time when we'll talk about some big changes in China and what it could mean for your investments. Mm-hmm.